there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in to Follow the Money, hour number two. This show is presented by DraftKings. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard out today. Matt Humans, Mike Palm in. And uh, following Follow the Money here on VSIN today, you got a numbers game and the Lombardi line and a lot more uh, to come on the Sports Betting Network. Black Friday, Mike Palm. We've got <laughs> NFL action at noon Pacific. Dolphins, Jets. First of all, I want to ask you, why is this game kicking off at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern? Well, the thought... Is this kind of an odd time to you? Yeah, the thought is that with Amazon, they were going to get people not to uh, be in the stores on Black Friday, but I don't know how many men that are interested in this game or people that are interested in this game are going to be in the stores at 3 o'clock Eastern time anyhow. You know, for years, Black Friday, the stores would open early on Black Friday, so maybe they opened at 6 or 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. Now it starts on Thanksgiving night. I mean... I know they get done with the dinner and they start getting ready to go out and hit the stores on, on Thursday night. So I don't know if it's that big of a factor at all. And as we go more to online with everything in life, yeah. I'm not sure. They can start this game whenever they want. They're not curtailing the, the retail business. All right. Well, let's talk about the numbers that matter. If you're a sports better here, nine and a half. Overnight, DraftKings still had 10. Uh, Dolphins laying nine and a half on the road. Total of 40 at Circa, 40 and a half at the Westgate Superbook. 41 at South Point, 40 and a half at DraftKings, so a little bit of a variance in the total. And by the way, 41 is a key number in totals. Don't think it's not. Yep. Uh, nine and a half, 10. I took 10 with the Jets just for a small bet, Mike. I, I sense that you're going to see a little bit of a different team and a different attitude. It's somewhat similar to when the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels as coach. There was so much negativity around that team and that franchise at the time, and it just kind of lifted the black cloud, and you saw the Raiders come out with a different attitude. I think this Zach Wilson benching is going to do a lot for the morale of the Jets team. Eh, I don't know if they're good enough to hang in this game for four quarters, and I'm not sure if Tim Boyle is going to be an upgraded quarterback. But 
uh, take my chances here because the Dolphins have not been that sharp the past few weeks. What do you know about Tim Boyle? You would know more about following Tim Boyle's college. Tim Boyle was, I... yeah. Tim Boyle was with the Packers, and he was uh, he, he would get some action in the preseason, but not much. And this is, I think, going to be his third. Career, actually, actually, I double check that. I thought it was going to be his third. Might be his first career NFL start, but he's a third quarterback the Jets are going to use this season. Aaron Rodgers for four plays. Zach Wilson imploded, and now you turn to Tim Boyle. And uh, I don't have high hopes for him personally, but I, I, I would think that the Jets are going to call plays to play to his strength, try to run the ball against the Dolphins' defense, and just manage the game and let the defense Go to work because the Jets' defense, you, sh- you would think, would be able to keep the team in the game. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So I think the key to whether you're going to bet this on the number is can can the Jets and Brees Hall run the ball effectively at all, to, at least to keep their defense off the field long enough. You saw in Dow, the, the, really the one game they weren't competitive outside of last week when the wheels were coming off with Wilson um, against Buffalo – in Dallas, right? That was the game they were. But they didn't even try to run the ball with Brees Hall in that game. He had four carries, right? And right. then they get behind the eight ball, and, and Dallas does what they do when they get teams down. Um, can they run the football? If you don't think they can run the football, then I can see laying, you know, finding nine, nine and a half here to lay in this spot. Um, if you do think they can run the football, then I would take the points. I think it comes down to just that fact. Um, I don't know the weather. They're, what, 10 to 12 mile an hour winds. You know, I was worried about the Dolphins and weather. They went to Buffalo earlier in the year. The weather was pretty decent. They, they, they couldn't hang with the Bills, but that was more of a defensive thing as they were trading touchdowns until the Dolphins didn't, and then the Bills pulled out in front in that game. So I don't have any action in this game whatsoever. Um, but if you see the early that the Jets are able to move the football, then they become an interesting with, at that point spread. I would think so. Um, so Tim Boyle played at Eastern Kentucky, I think before that at UConn. Did not have a standout college career. He was undrafted. Spent some time with the Packers, and uh, you know, got some playing time in the preseason. I th- this is going to be a big moment for him. But I, I don't think the Jets are going to allow him to do much in this game. Short throws. Hope the running game can kind of control the clock and let the defense uh, keep the Jets in it. Well, the one thing about their defense, I say about their defense, they make you work the ball down the field, right? They they're good at all levels, at all three levels. So they're going to make you work the ball down the field. Uh, you know, the Raiders could have won this game in Miami last week. Catch it all. They, they had many opportunities in the second half. <laughs> Did you hear one person last week who liked the Raiders in that game catching 13 oh. and a half? All I heard, even from some pretty Our, sharp, respected handicappers, was Raiders are going to get yep. crushed. Yep. Right? I, I heard it from many people. Lost by seven, had a shot to yep. win. That's what I said. The Dolphins, if you watch the game, Dolphins-Chiefs in Germany, yep. if you've been watching the Dolphins the past few weeks, the explosive plays have not been there in that offense. If he hit, if his first read is open for Tua, right? If it's open right away, they're very good. With the quick pass, quick run, everything is very short. Once he has to hold on to the ball for four or five seconds, then he becomes vulnerable to turning it over because he, he doesn't throw the ball on a line, right? He doesn't right. have the strongest of arms. Oh, I agree with that, too. <laughs> so I, I took 10 with the Jets. It's a small bet because you yeah. can't have too much. You can't be overconfident going into a game with Tim Boyle as your quarterback. Right? Well, I would have thought they would have started Simeon here only because of their familiarity, but I guess in practice they see more out of Boyle. Uh, exactly. I thought Simeon might get the call too, but uh, Boyle up from the, started the season on the practice squad, and he's going to get the call here. I think what the uh, Jets coaches are hoping for is that Boyle's just not going to turn the ball over and hurt the team like Zach Wilson did, right? 
They were, I mean, I don't know if you had action in that game. I, I, I had a fairly large bet on the Jets when they were here on Sunday night against the Raiders. You know, that game could have been 21 to three early and they did everything they could not to score touchdowns. I mean, he's running down the sideline. Talk about Dak stepping out of bounds. He's got it right in front of him with his right foot and then a holding on first down from the one. And then the second half, the Raiders uh, really took control of the game. And uh, so, yeah, uh, their defense is good enough to win in almost every spot if they don't turn it over. How about the total of, uh, we'll say, anywhere from 40 to 41? Any play for you on that? I no? would lean under. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know until I see Boyle because, you know, pick sixes are a death, a death to totals. I think players. it's going to be all short passes yeah. and, and running from the Jets. Uh, so small bet on the Jets plus 10. Nine and a half out there pretty much across the board. But, Mike, I think we're going to see 10 still pop up before kickoff today because once the betting public gets involved, it's going to be playing the favorite. I would think mostly. To gauge your confidence level in this game, if this uh-huh. game was on the weekend, would it be one of your seven best bets in uh, the contest? Well, in, in this week, it might be. It because might be, this yeah. is a very oh, tough oh, week in handicap. Yeah. Trying to find five plays in the NFL this yeah. week is difficult. Yeah. And at 10, 10 a good enough number, I guess, to get me to uh, bite on a Jets bet. All right, let's talk about the uh, Patriots and the Giants. Bill Belichick <laughs> against Danny DeVito. <laughs> Patriots laying three and a half points on the road, and the total in this one at DraftKings as low as 33 and a half. Mike, 33 and a half and 33 and a half are the numbers here in the Patriots Giants game. Your thoughts on this matchup? No, I don't have any thoughts. I mean, I mean, I could, what are you, you going to get out of the Patriots? I, mean, I don't know. How do they lay three and a half to anybody, even if it is that the kid and his parents are doing the laundry or whatever with the mom with DeVito? I mean, you don't, you can't say the Patriots will turn it over six times, so the Giants are going to be able to win. But they shouldn't be laying three and a half to anybody on the road, even Carolina, in my opinion. Giants just won last week at Washington. I, I can't lay more than a field goal with a Patriots team that looks like a complete mess at this point. Can't do it. I mean, what I I think he's he may have lost the team. I don't know. It's hard to say in those terms. I'm not even but sure I'm, how much Belichick cares at all at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean the second half performance against Buffalo last week was really abysmal. So, you think they're going to come in here motivated to come out and prove something by beating Tommy DeVito? I I can't get involved here. I like the Patriots. Maybe even the coaching staff. They want this season to be over. So they didn't know where they're working next year. <laughs> Not going to lay it with the Patriots. That's going to be a pass. So you asked me uh, about would the Jets play be a play in a normal week? We have a lot of games like this. This Patriots Giants game. Where you're like, uh, I'd, I'll take this side or pass, and I'll probably pass. Right. So I'm going to ask you about another one here. Uh, Pittsburgh Cincinnati. Yeah. Joe Burrow goes down. Jake Browning is up, and now uh, Cincinnati is a home dog. One and a half. It's one at circa one and a half at DraftKings, total of 35 and a half. Another really low total game. We're seeing a lot of bad quarterback play and a lot of low scoring games, even though all three on Thanksgiving did go over the total. Um, this week almost sets up to teasing these teams that are one and a half point dogs up dogs. through the seven, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say here. This game was two and a half at one point this week. Now back down to one and a half. I would lean Cincinnati if I was going to play this game and maybe I'll tease them through the seven. I I can't. I know you get the new Williams calling plays or whatever, but Canada's out. Um, Pittsburgh's defense keeps them in games, but is it good enough to go and win on the road in division? I, I don't know. I, I'm not laying even a short price here. I haven't played this one either. I'm thinking about playing the Bengals. You know the falling star theory. When a star goes down, the rest of the team elevates its playing to get that one-week surge 
where they want to prove they can win without that star. The fallen star theory over the years has been a, a decent betting angle, and that's that would fit the uh, the Bengals this week after the Joe Burrow injury. I thought Browning looked okay for a while when he came in in relief against a pretty good Baltimore, Baltimore. defense, but Mike, I, I think of anything here under thirty-five and a half would have to be the play. Yeah, I mean that game. What was thirty-three last week? I went on. It, you, yeah. it was never a threat to never go over at any, any point. That was that was a rocking chair winner for you. <laughs> as easy as a thirty under thirty-three could be in the NFL. Rounds thirteen to ten in overtime uh, last week. So we're, we just talked about games with uh, Tim Boyle, Tommy DeVito, and Jake Big. Browning at quarterback. You wonder why the scores are so low in a lot of these NFL games. Why the totals keep dropping? Well, the quarterback play has been poor. Offensive lines have uh, been, I think, pretty bad across the board for the most part. Tom Brady, one of the critics of uh, the declining quality of play in the NFL. Did you hear Brady's comments? I did. The coaching is not what it used to be with the, with these. I, I think, and when we could, we could hit it after the break, yeah. Mike Pritchard has some interesting thoughts on, on this, on, on why uh, we see our lower quarterback play. Tom Brady and the decline of the NFL, and we'll break down more of the games <laughs> of the Week 12 schedule when we come back here on the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Mike, that's a sponsor I can get behind. Total Wine, Spirits, Beer and More. I'm not going for the wine, though. I go for the spirits and the beer and more. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for this and that? I see Total Wine gift card is perfect. It, it, yeah. And the stores are great, beautiful stores. They get if, if you're into all the, the classes and learning about the different drinks, they have every variety of spirits, wine available, anything you want. I, I, I think it's terrific. Great store in Summerlin. They get a great store, uh, Town Square, all of it. 
It's one of my stops in Summerlin. I'll see you there someday, maybe. You're going to be shopping for gift cards? Or uh, you're asking for gift I'm cards? I'm asking. Okay. I like to get okay. Total Wine gift cards. <laughs> I'll tell my uh, regular co-host, Wes Reynolds, that that's on your Christmas wish list. Oh, boy. This will be a big one. Gift card. <laughs> this might be a 500 job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tom Brady, very critical of the quality of play in the NFL or a lack of quality of play in the NFL. i got to tell you, Mike, I agree with him for the most part. When you listen to these uh, Tom Brady comments about uh, what the league looks like today, you kind of feel like it's an old man complaining that <laughs> things were better in the old days, right? Yeah. And he's only two years out of the league. But that's kind of what it sounds like. Let's go ahead and play the clip of uh, Brady on the um, declining play in the NFL. I, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were gonna get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. All right, Mike, your take on uh, Tom Brady's comments. Well, I think he's got some validity to what he's saying. And, it, you know, if you just say, oh, he's talking about the quality is down, well, is it self-serving? He's just retired and I'm the greatest and now I'm not in the game. And, but it's true. And, I mean, some of these rules are absolutely ludicrous. Like you, When you sack the quarterback, you've got to do some sort of a, a alligator roll and not land any part of your body. I mean, when it's ridiculous. <laughs> just put flags on him if that's uh-huh. what you're going to do and make him pull two flags or something like that. Um, obviously, we've seen a, a lot of injuries in quarterbacks and, and around the league. And Mike Pritchard, who co-hosts Lombardi Line on Friday, he's a former national champion, obviously came out of Rancho High School here, started Colorado, and then uh, – top 10 draft pick, first round draft pick in 1990 in the NFL draft, had a 10-year NFL career. It talks about this lack of a preseason. We've shortened the preseason and nobody plays. Now, no starters don't even play. They used to play. Remember, everybody played week three out of four. You played your regular game. Nobody plays anymore in the preseason. He said it's a violent sport. It requires violent collisions to get in shape to play a violent sport. We don't do that in the preseason, and then we wonder why we have all these injuries. Well, that's, I like the NFL preseason just for betting purposes, but also I do think that it contributed to the higher quality of play in the league because now we're seeing, I, I believe, that weeks one, two, and three are a lot like the preseason used to be where teams working the kinks out and we get a lot of ugly football. I, there's a lot of different sides to the argument, Mike. I actually feel like if we sit here in week 11, we're st- still seeing a lot of ugly football. I'm not sure what the solution is. I do know the game's over-officiated. There's a flag in almost every other play, and it's hard to watch. To me, the biggest problem is probably the way the game's officiated. And that changes the way the game's played, right? Yeah. I, I, I hate the pre-snap penalties. and the, We had an offensive offside yesterday that the, the players lined up. To, I mean, these things are all do not contribute whatsoever to really any advantage, and they just stop the game and back it up. And 
I would agree with you there. The predominance of flags, right? It's it's rare you can go through a quarter with no flag. When you, you look at, oh, there hasn't been a flag in nine minutes. That's a rarity, right? Well, nine that's minutes. wrong, right? Well, you see a flag in every other play, some of these games. Well, if you want to watch ugly football, NFL's got plenty of it on store, in store this weekend. But <laughs> this might be the worst game of them all. How about the Panthers and the Titans in Tennessee? Titans laying three and a half, total of 37. Again, so many of these uh, low totals this week, and this is one of them. 36 and a half is the total at DraftKings. Uh, Tennessee with Will Levis at quarterback and the Carolina Panthers starting Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, who's looked like he's in over his head. But again, he's behind a bad offensive line. There are a lot of different problems with the Panthers. But Bryce Young has not been the solution. Nine TDs, eight picks. He's been sacked 36 times in nine games. What can you do here? I would probably say Titans were pass. I'm leaning towards passing. But, Mike, it's so difficult to bet the Panthers. They just can't score. I think that um, he's small, and that was the criticism, right? He looks small, though, out there, on, again, with all the big offensive yeah, linemen like in the NFL. He kid playing a man's game. Yeah. He's also, I also said this about him. Remember the Auburn game when Auburn should have beat him? And the running back went oh, out of bounds. They oh, could have yeah. run the clock out. They, they sacked him like 11 times in that game. I said, he does not have good escapability for a top quarterback. For a young man, he should be more escapable in the pot. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't naturally get out of situations here. I think this is a key game on the card because of these 100-odd remaining survivors have to find somebody this week. I can tell you this. Every single person is Tennessee. They haven't been used once yet this year. That's scary. That's an option that will be available to everyone. I also think the Vikings on Monday night – at home to the Bears are an option. Here's the advantage if you take the Vikings. You will know what has unfolded on Sunday. And if there's chaos, and let's say you're down to 40 entries or whatever you have there, in terms of monetizing your ticket, you will have better knowledge if you do take the Vikings. I know Paul Howard, if he gets through today um, with the, with uh, Miami, has told me he's leaning heavily to the Vikings. He's also concerned that the line has now come down to three. He said, what am I missing here? This is down to a three. Well, uh, the Vikings are not a team you can trust as home favorites, but I think I would probably lean to the Vikings, too, on that Monday night spot in the Survivor. Titans are 27th and the Panthers 29th in the NFL in total offense. 16.8 and 16.3 points per game, respectively. You know, Levis had the the good opening game when they beat the Falcons, but if you watched that game, and I was watching it here at Circa uh, with the mall and with Britton Hess, our producer, he was hitting wide-open guys. I mean, the, the... Atlanta's defensive coverage in the secondary was awful in that game. And when he's had to go against better defenses, like couldn't move the ball at all against Tampa Bay, Jacksonville really put him under clamps. Uh, I'm not, you know, Carolina, when you look at defensive ratings, Carolina's in the top 10 defensively in a lot of categories. Surprisingly, Surprise, that's true. Yeah. They are. Because I, I was going through all the defensive ratings because <clears throat> I was looking at the yeah. Chargers because I want to talk about Staley and the no hyperbole. They're, it's, it shocked me where they were. Um. They're a bad team because of the offense, but it's a tough spot. I could not lay three and a half here. I could lay three. I don't yep. want to lay three and a half. I never want to lay three and a half never. on a football game. Yep. Uh, the, t- the thing about Will Levis, I was talking about this, I think, with uh, Michael Lombardi on his show briefly last week. Levis is a guy who can make a few big plays down the field. He's got a live arm. He's not a guy, Mike, who's going to be real accurate passer and, and sustain long drives against good defenses. That's one of the problems you have with uh, Will Levis, quarterback for the Titans. Tennessee team's been one of the bigger disappointments in the NFL uh, for me. All right, too much negativity in this segment. Let's talk about oh. something positive here. 
The Ravens, three-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Chargers. Total of 48. This is Sunday night football. This is a pretty good matchup. And I actually saw this on ESPN Stats and Info. The Baltimore Ravens have trailed for a total of 32 minutes and 15 seconds this season. Only the 1998 Broncos trailed for less time through 11 games since the 1970 merger. Think about that. And that Broncos team went on to win the Super Bowl. 32 minutes is all the Ravens have trailed all season. They've led it to two-minute warning in all 11 games, Matt. So, I mean, unexplicable losses. I mean, Tucker misses the field goal. They lose at home to the Colts after they had gone and won at Cincinnati. I still don't know how they lost the game against the Steelers. Right. They were in full control of that game. Um there's many metrics and pro football focus will tell you they're the best eight and three team of all time. I think that they're probably the best team in football right now. Now, whether we get to trust Lamar in the playoffs is a different story from a betting perspective. Um, like you said, you never want to lay three and a half in this game, but uh, I, I would consider putting them in a money line parlay this weekend. Cause I don't think they're losing to the chargers unless, you know, they turn the ball over two or three times. This charger team does, it just finds ways to lose every week too. I mean, last week was ridiculous in green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> chargers, very unreliable team. Just, uh, uh, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week, but typically you can expect the chargers to underachieve. The hope the franchise, I say this about San Diego teams and now they've moved to Los Angeles, but they still have their roots in San Diego. These teams, everybody goes there, they get paid, they get paid, they chill, they're living in America's finest city. There's not a lot of dog in these San Diego teams. Well, I think part of it has to do with uh, the coaching as well, which I think you're going to hit on. I might touch on it. I might touch on it. At Chargers always, oftentimes seem to hire the wrong coach. And it starts at the top of poor ownership, too. There's a lot to talk about with the Chargers. The Ravens, different story. I like that franchise from top to bottom. Uh, we're going to be joined by Will Hill, VSIN contributor. In the uh, next segment, we're going to get Will's best bets for the weekend, so stick around. Bets giving is back. The champ is here, Mike. Starting today, all of VSIN hosts, writers, and analysts are competing in a week long competition to see who's the best better at VSIN this week. Follow all the bets on leaderboard at vsin.com or go to the DK. Sportsbook app, select social, then betting groups, and you'll be able to find our best-giving group to follow the action. And, uh, Mike, you know I won this best-giving contest a year ago. It was easier, though. There was easier access. It was <laughs> It was the first time we'd ever had it. Uh, this, this is the second annual best-giving contest, and I believe Will Hill is participating. Will, are you in on best-giving? I, I'm not. I didn't get an invitation or an email, so it's uh, yeah. I would. Aaron Smith happy to not in. Also, I co-hosted with him the other day. I said we're all in, and he said, "Excuse me, I'm not." Wait a minute. <laughs> Will Hill is the Circa College Hoops Challenge champion. How was he not invited to bets giving? That's right. Huh? All right, Will. Sorry but, about the snub, buddy. But Danielle Alvari's yeah. in the top ten. I, I do believe. No, I'm just I'm, I'm just sure. I'm just busting balls. <laughs> uh, Will, how has your uh, college football season been up to this point? Uh, it's going pretty well. It's hard to believe this is the end of the regular season. This, I mean, we spent so much time talking about football all spring and all summer, and you look up, and here it is. It's Thanksgiving. season's over, almost over. It's hard to believe how quickly it goes by. You can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. And, uh, Will, let's talk about the uh, biggest game of the weekend. We'll go to Saturday. Michigan hosting Ohio State. Buckeyes in the underdog role, and I mentioned this with uh, Nick Bogdanovich of Circus Sports when he joined us in the first hour. 
Ohio State 17 and 4 against the spread since 2009 as a dog. And the Buckeyes are, I think, 10 and 0 as a Big Ten dog during that time. Are you going to play the dog, the favorite, or the total? What are you looking at here in Ohio State, Michigan, with the number at 3.5 and, and the total at 47 at DraftKings? I like the under 47 here. It's funny. You look back the last four or five years of this series. Of course, they didn't play in 2020, but 2018, there were 101 points scored in this game. Uh-huh. Uh, the next year, 83, and then 69 and 68. So it seems crazy to play under. I just think with the matchup, I don't think McCarthy's healthy. Uh, he was wincing after every throw last week. Um, if he could find a rushing prop out there on McCarthy, I think there's a 22 and a half out there. I like the under on that too. But Michigan has showed some flaws in pass protection. Ohio State, I don't trust McCord on the road. To me, this is like a 23-20, close to the vest type of game. I'll go under. I also, uh, I'm on the same side as you. I also think without Harbaugh on the sideline, they're much more conservative, more in their play calling. You saw at Penn State, they didn't throw a pass in the second half. They, they play it pretty close to the vest. They don't want to lose it by turning the ball over. So if they don't get behind, I think uh, I agree with Will Hill on this and, number. And that might be a sign he's not healthy too because yeah. they were only up one score. And so to, it's not like they're up 30 points and they're just handing it off every time. They're only up one score and they didn't throw a pass in the second half. I don't think McCarthy's healthy. 8.30 Eastern tonight, 5.30 Pacific time on Fox. The Civil War uh, from Eugene, Autzen Stadium. Oregon State taking on Oregon. Oregon State played well enough to beat Washington at home last week. It didn't happen. Oregon continues to cruise along towards a rematch with Washington next Friday night here in Las Vegas. The Pac-12 desperately needs Oregon to win, Will, so that the, this will be a play-in game for the playoff. Big number here, 13 and a half up to 14. Who you got? I agree. I think it's a big number. I think it's too many points. I like Oregon State. That was a bad loss for them last week. They really got the game. They should they should have won in terms of their style, their conditions. It's wet. It's rainy. That favored them to not win that game. It was a bad loss. They got bit by turnovers. That safety, really the difference in the game. But like you said, this line is just inflated to me. Uh, Oregon has Oregon State has three losses by a combined eight points. Oregon really hasn't put away a lot of decent teams winning by margin. I mean, think USC. They played a couple weeks ago, uh, a dead USC team, 17 point favorite. They only won by nine. So uh, I like Jonathan Smith. I think he's a good coach. I think Oregon State will embrace the spoiler role here. Give me the 14. I think this is a close game. All right. Will Hill, VSIN contributor, joins us. Will, let's stay in the Pac-12 203-204 on the betting rotation. Washington State at Washington. Cougars finally stopped that losing streak a week ago against uh, Coach Prime in Colorado. Huskies have been uh, barely getting by here, I think living on the edge, and now laying 16 against uh, Washington State, total of 67. What are you looking at in this game? I like the dog again. I th- again, I think that's another just a big number. If you look at Washington, they've been dying to get beat for a long time, and you have to worry, like, uh, is there a fatigue factor every week, week in, week out? They're playing close games, including like Stanford, Arizona State, not that long ago. So they don't put a lot of teams away. I think they have a lot of flaws. You can run it on them. Now, even though that's not really Washington State's game, but look, Washington State, they started 4-0. They lost six in a row. Which team really is it? I think we get their best punch today. Uh, they looked a lot better last week. This is still a decent Washington State team playing to get into a bowl. That's a big number. So I- I'm going to take the points here. At some point, like this is college football, or are we going to get a monster upset? These top five teams just straight up just continue to win and win and win. I feel like at some point we got to get an upset. So I don't know if this is the one, but this is a lot of points. I'm going to take Wazoo. 
Will, in just over three hours from now, TCU and Oklahoma will kick off from Norman. Now, Oklahoma laying 10 down to 9. They need to win and hope Texas loses to Texas Tech, or if that doesn't happen, somehow BYU wins in Stillwater as a 17-point dog in order to get uh, a rematch with Texas in the Big 12 title game or the chaos if there's a four-way tie if Texas loses. Uh you know, if they if BYU doesn't fumble on the goal line last week, they're exactly. going to go in to go up seven. I think they win that game. I, I personally feel Oklahoma's one of the more fraudulent teams in college football. TCU needs a win to become bowl eligible. You're taking the points in Norman. I am taking the points for those exact reasons. Fraudulent is the exact word. I haven't been impressed with this Oklahoma team all year. They're one of the luckier teams. Like you said, they probably could have, should have lost to BYU last week. TCU looking to get to a bowl. Uh, now you're missing the best number. I don't I don't like playing nine and a half when you could have 10, 10 and a half, 11. But I think TCU will be right in this game. This is too many points. I'll take the underdog again. Yeah, that's you wonder why I don't have such a high rating on Texas, right? You know, and you and I were on Iowa State last week. I felt like that should have been the right side. We had a lot of fluky stuff go against us. Texas has won its uh, past three games by an average of 5.3 points. Uh, I think going into that... Uh, uh, going into this week's game against Texas Tech. And tonight, the um, the Longhorns are 14-point favorites against Tech. Now, Will, I know this is not one of your plays, talking about Texas Tech, Texas, or Iowa and Nebraska, but when you see a total of 24.5, are you tempted to bet over in the Iowa-Nebraska game? I don't tease college and I don't tease totals. <laughs> You're not supposed to. I actually threw the over in some 10-point teasers and just wheeled it. Like at 14.5, it's hard to stay under. I'm almost looking at like the free spot in the bingo card. Of course, it could be, I don't know, 10 to nothing. But if both teams score a touchdown, it goes over. So I did do that. Uh, I do like Nebraska <laughs> in the game, too. It's gotten to three. That That's not the best of the number, obviously. But uh, Iowa was very happy to clinch a spot in the Big Ten title game last week. They were crying on the sideline, hugging. Nebraska, I think in year one with rule, it would mean something for them to get to a bowl. So they're home. They're trying to get bowl eligible. Big the big motivation edge here for Nebraska. Uh, I think Nebraska gets it done, but I'd probably play them on the money line. I don't like laying three in a game where there's going to be not that many points. All right, let's get to one you do have a play on here. And I mentioned Nick Bogdanovich of Circuit Sports. He joined us. He said he would have to play BC or pass here. Miami, a 10-point favorite at Boston College. You like the home dog. I do. It wasn't that long ago where Miami had visions of competing for the ACC championship. They didn't take a knee for whatever inexplicable reason against Georgia Tech. They lost that game and the season's just got off the rail since. I don't know about their motivation here. This is a warm weather team coming to the Northeast the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Cristobal laying a big number outdoors here. Uh, to me, this is Boston College. I'm going to sprinkle a little on the money line. I worry that Miami even shows up here. So give me Boston College. This is a tough spot for Miami. Well, there's a lot of games on the Sunday NFL card with mediocre to bad teams meeting. Sunday night, not the case. The Ravens take their 8-3 and three record to Los Angeles and SoFi to take on the Chargers, laying three and a half on the road. They've led at the two-minute warning in all 11 contests so far. Brandon Staley chippy in his comments about his defense after the loss in Lambeau. Do you have a play in this game? Wow, I, I hadn't heard that stat about the two-minute warning. I know they've blown a lot of these games, but that's a good one. Um, yeah, you mentioned it's an ugly card on Sunday. I think it's a good teaser week. It's a really hard week to pick sides, but uh, I like the Chargers. Chargers, to me, are straightforward, where if they're a dog, you take the points. If they're a favorite, you fade them, because every single game is close. This has been the story with Chargers, the Chargers for a long time now, where um, they're just snake bitten. They can't put anybody away. Nobody puts them away, but uh, three and a half is a lot. They've gotten bet. They, they got 
they, they were at four, four and a half. So I understand the sentiment for the Chargers. If there's any hope of them making a run, which there's probably not, it starts here. But this is a lot of points. I'll take them with the Chargers. Or not, not a lot of points, but the hook, I think, is the key here where, with the Chargers. So uh, give me L.A. here plus the three in the hook. Well, in uh, 20 seconds, let's wrap it up with this. Could you lay three and a half with the Patriots on the road against the Giants? I couldn't. If I had to play the game, I'd play some team total under uh-huh. or something. That's just, I can't get there. Who's playing quarterback for, for New England, do we think? Is it going to be Zappy? I think it's going to be Zappy with uh, Mac Jones on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard Cunningham's possible, too, so who knows with them. Yeah, if you read between the lines. I don't think the Patriots really have a plan. They really haven't all season, and uh, that's a different story. Will, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, man. All right, you two boys. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Appreciate Will. the time. Will Hill, VSIN contributor, and... Uh, Great to get his breakdowns in college football. Mike, when we come back, you and I are going to talk about some of the rivalry games in uh, college football this week. And then you have a special feature planned for the final hour. So stay tuned here to the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there's a lot to be thankful for family friends food and football nfl football all week long DraftKings sportsbook is keeping your thanksgiving week full of action new customers can bet five bucks on the nfl and score 150 instantly in bonus bets download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code follow only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl bet five get 150 DraftKings sportsbook app and the promo code follow all right, Mike Palm, let's uh, follow the action in college football uh, this weekend. And uh, I want to get your thoughts one more time on the on the biggest game in the Big Ten West <laughs> with Iowa clinching a spot in the Big Ten championship game on December 2nd in Indianapolis. I don't know how. Smoke, mirrors, defense, luck. Hawkeyes get to 9-2. and two. They find ways to win all these close, ugly games. You know, I bet Nebraska minus 130 this week, I think on uh, Tuesday. 
Right now, the money line at DraftKings minus 148. I just can't lay a point and a half. I can't lay two points in a game that could be 10 to 9 or something like this. At, at plus three, do you have to lean to the Hawkeyes? Or what do you think of the total? I call you the undertaker. Can you bet under the total of 24 and a half or 25? Interesting theory by Will Hill to take the 10-point teaser over 14 and a half and uh-huh. wheel it with a bunch of stuff. If I was a bookmaker, I would not let you play a 10-point. To protect yourself, you could also bet the prop will both teams score a touchdown in that spot, but I'm being facetious. It's it's an interesting spot because Iowa's clinched. I mean, this game normally, let's say these two teams were playing for the Big Ten West title. Iowa would be favored in this spot at Nebraska. No question. Obviously, and it's probably around one and a half. But because they don't have to, they've already clinched, and they don't have much to play for here. We opened this Nebraska one. Now bet up to three. Right, you got the money line when it was still at one or one and a half. Um, so, if you're looking at it from an in-game perspective, you don't take a pre-flop action here. And I know some will take the over automatically just because of the historically low total. But if you didn't, and you were saying, "What am I watching for in this game?" Uh-huh. and you said, "I'm going to see if Iowa doesn't have its foot on the gas pedal offensively," how would you know that? When has it ever <laughs> had its foot on the gas pedal? Like, what could you tell out of this? Right? I mean. Maybe if they're not playing defensive starters, is, is that will that be a factor? It's really hard for me to bet Nebraska, even knowing Iowa doesn't have much to play for here, just because the quarterback play is bad. Uh, they, they went through three; they had three separate quarterbacks throw an interception in a game two weeks ago. So uh, it's a pass for me. I'll be watching it because it's like you know, if an accident on the side of the road, I'll be watching this absolutely. And maybe, maybe if there's an early touchdown and I can get twenty-seven and a half on a total, I'll go under. Okay. Well, last week, I thought the Nebraska offense actually got a spark. Chuba Purdy came in. He's a brother of uh, yeah. Brock Purdy of the 49ers. He had a 55-yard TD pass and a 58-yard uh, TD run or vice versa. And um, Nebraska jumped up on Wisconsin 14-0, 14-0 right off the bat, <laughs> ended up losing the game in overtime. Uh, the Huskers let one get away. So, to me, it's, the bet was mostly about incentive. Iowa's got little incentive in this game already, clinching a spot. Yeah, they don't want to lose. The Hawkeyes don't want to lose any rivalry game against Nebraska. But you got to be more focused on the Big Ten championship game at this point. And it's all about Matt Rule in his first season at Nebraska trying to get this sixth win to get to a bowl. And then you can sell progress to the fans and uh, your program. And I think the incentive is all with Nebraska here and the bowl goal. And Iowa probably should lay off the – off the gas pedal, and uh, probably rest some key guys and get ready for that Big Ten championship game. What would you make the number in that game, Michigan or Ohio State? I have a number uh, in mind, and I've asked some people behind the, behind the window as well. I would start thinking about uh, 21. Oh, it's north of that. Yeah. It's going to be north of that. I would start the discussion yeah, at 21. Yeah. You, you'll be closer to 28 than 21 by the time it all gets done, I believe. And the team total for Iowa might be six or six and a half. Could be. Against yeah. either of those defenses. You've yeah. got an offensive coordinator that's already been fired. Keep that in mind. I also <laughs> think Michigan and Ohio State are not as good as people think they are. Really? Well, we just talked about J.J. McCarthy being banged up, right? I also, you know, you look at the defensive numbers for the Wolverines and Buckeyes, and we're talking about some of the best scoring defenses in college football in the Big Ten. I think the reason these scoring defenses are so good in the Big Ten is the offenses are so bad. Now, Ohio State does have Marvin Harrison Jr., and he bails out the Buckeyes on a lot of occasions. But you're talking about a freshman quarterback. I, hey, I'm a Big Ten graduate. You're a Notre Dame guy. I'm usually pro Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is way overrated 
uh, the season, including Michigan and Ohio State. Right, so let me ask you this. Does this prompt a bet then? I know it's late in the year to get involved in the national championship market, but we've already posted the look ahead to the SEC championship, Georgia four over Alabama, right. resurgent Alabama offense. Would you be looking to, and I would give you three choices, and you may come up, come with one not on my list then. If, if you're saying it's not going to be Michigan or Ohio State win a national title, would you be then looking to Georgia, Alabama, or Oregon in that market? I know Georgia's too short of a price probably for you to bet. Alabama's still interesting. Uh, Alabama's still alive. Right. <laughs> somebody told me, uh, I think somebody asked me about five weeks ago, is Alabama out of it? And I said, no, Alabama's not <laughs> out. No, Alabama's not out because you get to the SEC championship game, Nick Saban can win that thing against this Georgia team that's not quite as dominant. And uh, I would not count the tide out. So that five weeks ago, I, said, I wouldn't count uh, Alabama. That Alabama team seems to be getting better every week. Jalen Milrose gaining a lot of confidence, playing much better at quarterback. After they benched him in, yeah. that, in that game in South Florida, he's played yeah. very well. Anyway, I, yeah, I would probably say right now, if you made me put a number on Iowa, either Ohio State or Michigan – 24, yeah. 24 and a yep. half, something like that. I don't know what the total would be. I, I just, it's ridiculous when you look and see a total of 24 and a half in a college football game. Power five college football game. But they keep making it 30, 28, and they keep going under. I know. So you, you have to react. Will this drop to 24 today? No, how could it? <laughs> how could it drop to 24? I had people saying a week ago, oh, it can never drop below 27. You know, talking about the Iowa total. I said, I said three weeks ago that this game would be 25 or 24 and a half. And if it's really bad weather, a flat 24. I don't think we're going to get the bad weather. So, But if it was really high winds or precipitation, you might see a 24. It won't get there. No. You know, Penn State is playing Michigan State at Ford Field. Tonight. Why? Why are they doing this game at night on Friday night at Ford Field? Why? I guess it's NBC, right? Yeah, it is. The big on NBC? Yeah. <laughs> Penn State's a 22-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total's 42-and-a-half. Michigan State's really bad. Um, I can't get involved here, though. Um, you know, what, you, couldn't, you see this, couldn't you see this game being 24-7? Yeah, of course. 27-7, uh, you don't cover that number? Uh, I mean, the implied total, obviously, for Michigan State here is, uh, is 10, 32 to 10. Uh, would be the implied total of this game from the spread in that. So I'm not I'm, – I wonder how many people will be at Ford Field tonight for this game. Well, probably a lot of Penn State fans. Yeah. That's about it. <clears throat> All right, we talked about a bunch of these games, these rivalry games in college football. I'm going to throw one more in the Big Ten at you. Indiana-Purdue. Uh, this number is up from 2.5 to 4 or 4.5, total of 53. And I think that's mostly due to Hudson Card, the Purdue quarterback, the Texas transfer. It's been announced that he is going to start for the Boilermakers in this game. Purdue is 6-0 and against the spread in the last six against Indiana. I just think this number has gotten a, bit, a tick too high. Purdue's also been much better at running the ball. Uh, they've found a rushing attack here in the past few weeks, but I cannot lay more than three. I think Purdue's the right side, but three would be the – the most most I could lay here, and this number is crossed from two and a half to four and a half. I, uh, I, you know, you told me what's the one team you have no clue about in the Power Five? It might be Indiana to me. I don't know what to make of them from week to week. Well, they have a high school coach. Yeah, I Tom just, Allen. I just don't know. I mean, they played Ohio State tough, and yet they've looked just abysmal in other times. Purdue's up and down. I mean, Purdue looks so good against Illinois, and then. 
that last week we saw that number flip one side to the other, and Northwestern took right control of that game right oh, off the bat. Oh, the quarterback bat. Hudson yeah. Card was yeah. ruled out, and they had a quarterback making his first career start. Anyway, not uh, probably not a lot of betting interest no. in uh, that one. How about Coach Prime in Colorado on a one and seven slump, and uh, Utah a twenty and a half point favorite, total of uh, forty nine. But uh, last week. You don't see us too often. Kyle Whittingham team got embarrassed on the road. The Utes got blown out at Arizona. Jed Fish, is he your coach of the year? He's my national coach of the year. I think the Big Ten coach of the year is David Braun at Northwestern. This team looked abysmal oh, yeah. at the start. Oh, yeah. He's got this team bowl eligible Phenomenal. already. He might beat Illinois this Incredible week. Incredible story. But Fish right? has to be. Arizona's a top 10 team right now. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. If they started this year and played it over again, they might make the playoff. Well, how about Arizona, a 10.5-point yeah. favorite at Arizona State, total That's of 50. Good. Both these teams have improved a lot, but specifically the Wildcats. That's going to be one of my contests. I like Arizona tremendously in this spot. Uh, I think this game's an absolute rout, and it's a shame. You know, I don't think they'd want to uh, – I, I think they could get the game back against uh, USC. They'd be favored by a touchdown against you. They should have won the game anyhow. He, yep. di- he didn't go for two there. They lost in overtime at Mississippi State. They'd be a two-touchdown, three-touchdown favorite against them now. Mike, They're think, really good. Think about Arizona being a 24-point dog at USC. Was that the worst line of the year in college football? Without a doubt. <laughs> All right, Mike, what do we have coming up next? Uh, we're going to do something I usually do on Thursdays with Mitch and Paul. It's called No Hyperbole. You definitely want to stick around for this. Stay tuned. The Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 